0: This cool. sleeping well,
1: What's up everyone? Welcome to the Husband Wife Talk Podcast. I'm Corey.
2: I'm Alex. And
1: today we have two of our very very wonderful friends. Hysterical, fun, doppelganger friends.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'll have to share that picture when the podcast comes out. Um, we have Ryan Brown and Julie Steelman.
1: Hey. Hey. hey.
0: What's up, guys?
2: Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. What's going on? Um, Ryan works as a copywriter at EP & Co. by day and is a stand-up comedian by night. Ryan performs all over New York and has monthly show at the Sidewalk Cafe called School Night Comedy Hour. Yeah. And yeah. Julie, as she says, does something boring by day <laughs> and is a, is a soprano and membership manager of the Young New Yorkers Chorus. Yes.
1: Cool. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks,
0: for
3: Thanks for having us. I
1: wanted to have you yeah. on for a very long time. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we're happy to finally get out here and do it.
1: We live on yeah. opposite ends of, of New York. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, so. totally. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, totally. Yeah, very much so. So, ha- first of all, just real quick before you hop into Wednesday Wisdom. Uh, How did we all meet? Oh,
0: um, Ryan and I coached together Mm -hmm. at CrossFit 212. Um, I don't remember when that was.
3: Uh, That would have been like 2014. (laughs) Okay. Because that was right when I, like July 2014 was when we moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And I just, I like coaching at the gym was like the first thing I did when I got here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's also how I met Corey. Yeah,
1: was yeah. I working there at the
3: time? You were working out there. I
1: was working out there. Like okay. you were, you were
3: like like co- I, I probably saw you actually more than Alex. Probably yeah. just because because that's how it is with your like yeah, fellow you coaches. Don't... You're not coaching at the same time. Yeah. If one of you is in the building, inherently nobody else needs to be. In <laughs> yeah. the building, like Unless they're doing like like working with somebody like one on one or something. Yeah. Built-in antisocial. Work and so yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah, kind of mm-hmm. it like is. you're like. They're your coworkers, but you're rarely like actually like mm-hmm. collaborating and working alongside them. Um, whereas, yeah, I saw you were like coming in for like the, the twelve o'clock yeah. class. Corey uh, was coming in for that like every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then we hung out at MKO's house, and that's when you and then Ryan and oh, I yeah. kind of became homies, and we started working together. And we'll mm-hmm. get there in yeah. just a bit.
0: <laughs> just and that's just... also when we realized that we were doppelgangers <laughs> yeah, for each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of hysterical. But I didn't realize until I like we took that photo together, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> This we happen to be weird. wearing similar colors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brian yeah. yeah. and I had the same right. shirt on. Yeah, and normally crazy. my
3: like my beard's a little shorter now because I shaved down to a mustache for Halloween. But yeah, we have like we're very similar like aesthetics. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you guys, I think you're definitely Corey's definitely taller than I
1: am. Yeah.
3: And I think you might be a little bit taller than Julie. So I yeah, was I thinking think, oh, that wow. it's almost like we're like the, <laughs> we're like the Russian dolls that would nest <laughs> inside of the two of you. Like we need to find like an even larger oh, redhead yeah. or smaller. Right. Yeah, let's do both directions. Yeah, I, think, yes. I think it'd be good if we had a solid four couples that you could like line up next to each other.
1: Oh my god, That's yes, that's my Wednesday wisdom, actually. I'm gonna just find my Wednesday oh, wisdom okay. is find your doppelganger and get him on the podcast. Oh Appreciate my God, you're <laughs> such a dork. That is not no no no.
3: It's um, kinda like uh like Kit Harrington, the guy oh, played yeah. Jon Snow, yeah. and then his yes. wife is red. We sh- they're we part the of our top. tribe yeah, for apart. sure. Like <laughs> I don't know what their size, I don't know like where they measure up, but like they've got our look.
1: Yeah, I remember dynamic. seeing her for the first time on Game of Thrones and just being like, Oh my god, because I love redheaded women. Like it's just you know, I married one, and I was like, Wow, she's really pretty. Wow, she's really pretty. And then you know, Jon Snow with the beard, I was like, I'm not his doppelganger, but. You know, oh, are they there? Yeah. I don't. Like, I don't watch that, like that married, show, yeah, so I don't they know. just
2: got married. um mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, beautiful couple. Awesome. Beautiful couple. Well, anyway, would you like all... say
2: that because we look like them? I... <laughs> well, I mean,
1: objectively, like Prince Harry and his wife are beautiful. Yeah. Is it Prince Harry? Did he just get married? Who did he marry? Uh... Camilla. Camilla Harris. Did they just get married? What? I don't know. I don't know. What are you talking because about? The royal family. Wasn't that they oh, did uh, just get married? Markle. 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 Why Markle. Who did, did I say? I don't know. Like Camilla. No yeah. not <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that she? has like a political
2: person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about Game of Thrones or in know. real life.
1: I'm gonna fucking jump off this building. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we we're like everybody got quiet. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was like, the Crickets. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> <Out of> here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wednesday Wisdom. Let's roll right into it.
0: Do you want to start?
1: Go for it. I totally forgot mine.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so mine is um, basically to be a decent human. <laughs> mm. I um, work at a yoga studio, and there we have what's called SET, where it stands for a studio experience team, so people basically work in trade for free yoga. And I taught a class, and there were two set members in class, and one of their jobs is to organize a studio. And I knew that one of the last people in the studio was a set member, and the yoga blocks were, like, in a crazy pile. First of all, students who are in the class, just be a good person and put them away where they're supposed to be. But also, like, the set person, you know that's not how it's supposed to be, and I know you're not working, but just be a good person and put them away. Fix them. And it's like, I, I think that when I see trash on the floor, I'm like, dude, there's that a trash can a right there. Like, just be a decent human and throw the trash away in the trash can. Ooh. Yeah. So that's my Wednesday wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> real. Be a good person. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, mine has to do with environment. I, I think I kind of knew this all along, um, but I was listening to someone talk about like mindset and they kind of brought up this idea of like. Where do you spend the most time? And then, like, what does the area, the physical area of where you spend the most time look like? And that was pretty profound for me because I was like, oh, like, it is important. Like, I need to, like, kind of tidy up a little more. Like, like, you know, the whole messy messy room, messy, kinda messy mind kind of mentality. And it was just kind of like a nice refresher. So make sure this place where you work, if you can control it, is uh, as organized as it can be. And same with your house. If you can keep it as organized as possible, you're going to come home and uh, feel a little bit more relaxed or in your comfort it gives you more space to be creative so i thought that was kind of profound so take care of your environment yeah that's, that's, I like one. It. that's a really good one yeah. it's a
2: good reminder too and that's like
3: like i like i mean yeah it's so much better to like work in like a clean space like mm-hmm. there's that like thing where like people talk about like oh like you procrastinate like by cleaning like you don't want to do the thing like like yeah i definitely like do that, that. You, you're supposed to do so you're like oh I'll just clean but i think part of it is like no, you're cl- like, at least sometimes I'll do that. But the cleaning is like, it's not procrastinating. It's like momentum building. Yes. Yes. I'm like, yes. once I get this place clean, <laughs> I'm going to be so ready to do yeah. that thing yeah. that I'm supposed to do. Yeah. It's like a little running start. <laughs> you're like, i also all- think
1: of it as like, then I have zero excuses not to do the thing. Mm. That also. If it's clean. Once you're,
3: yeah. Once it's like, well, now what?
1: Now what? Yes. Yeah. So I have to do the thing.
0: Cluttered space, cluttered mind, totally. yeah. clean mind, clean space. I've even clean taken space, it a clean step clean
1: further because I'm a very big procrastinator. I've been turning my Wi-Fi and my Cell phone signal off and go, going dark.
3: Oh, that's cool that's
1: for a editing good idea. purposes. Because yeah. if my little notification thing goes off, I'm like, "Oh shit, I got to check this email." No, I don't need to check this email. So, so turn I recently
0: it off. heard that, and I have not fact checked this, but I heard that once you get a ping of a notification on your phone, even if you don't look at it, it takes your brain seven minutes to fully refocus.
1: Wow. Fuck that! It's like, wow, it's just like, Years lingering.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, my friend who's um, going to school right now.
1: Yeah, dude, come on, come on, dude. And if he wants
3: to plop, it's cool. You can plop down. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. What just were you
1: saying, Alex?
0: Plop. Um, yeah, my friend who's in school right now. Um, her professor doesn't allow any electronics, not even like to take notes with, and make sure your phone's on airplane mode because even if you feel the like vibration of a text or something, it takes your mind. That long to come back, and imagine if you were getting emails and texts constantly, like you'd never be present in class. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, true. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Anyway. What's your Wednesday wisdom. Wednesday wisdom. I have a pretty good Wednesday okay, wisdom. Yes.
2: You know. That I just learned. Okay. Um, starting Wednesday, Ryan decided to cut out caffeine, and I thought that's a really good idea. Why not? Let's give it a try. And uh, I didn't realize how dependent I had become mm. on it, and so I quit cold turkey. And I've been having some pretty, pretty
1: bad withdrawals. Yeah. yeah I've done it. I, I, can, I can empathize.
2: Uh, so just if you want to take a while off caffeine, do it slowly. Don't yeah. cause yourself that kind of pain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: incredible, and I was doing some research on it because I was confused. I thought, "Rye, like I'm in a lot of pain. At what point should I call a doctor?" Oh my god. And, oh, and wow. he said, "I think you have to ride this out." So I researched <laughs> it. Well,
3: yeah, because she goes, she was like, "Oh, the I god got this." Like
1: going through withdrawal. Yeah, <laughs> you just need to ride it out, bro.
2: She's
3: having like aches, like in her legs.
2: Yeah, oh, really, really bad muscle aches. They start wow. in the lower oh, back. Oh my god. They gosh. like settle in the hips, all the way down the thighs and the calves, to the point where I was waking up every forty-five minutes. Oh <gasps> my it's god. Bad. And I've only had maybe one cup of coffee a day, but the prolonged amount is is. Wow. What happens? Wow. It's Incredible. I've never
0: heard of that. Yeah. I hear I the, like, the, the science, migraines and the like. You say so you
1: experience I would some nausea? Can we go into the science real quick? Because I'm a big. Yeah. I mean, I'm. A... You probably remember the
2: words better than I do.
1: What there's is a,
2: this? so? There's a specific receptor that your brain naturally produces to relax you, and you can go to sleep. And when you have coffee, it fills the receptor so that you don't get sleepy. So your body produces more oh, of God. the receptors to make up for it. And then when you deprive the body of caffeine, you have more of these pockets with zero wow. caffeine to fill so and mitigated. your entire body goes into like super depressed mode. Wow. And Yikes. that's where the leg aches come in cause it's like the whole body is just shutting down. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's incredible. So the more you have coffee for a prolonged amount of time, the more of those receptors your body has created cause your tolerance wow. is high. And it's really bad. Wow. Coffee so just go slow. And you were
0: only having one cup a day?
2: Yeah, about one cup a day. When I started my new job maybe three weeks ago, I probably upped it
1: to a cup and a half just because it's free and around it's the still, office. It,
2: but
0: that still isn't that much compared to some people.
3: I know.
1: Yeah. That's why I had to switch to decaf at home because I'll just like – I. there's something about having like a hot cup of something for me that's like ritualistic. Even if it's not caffeinated, I still enjoy having that. And I was thinking, I broke it down the other day, I usually will only have four or five sips before it gets cold. Mm. So then I'm just constantly, like, filling, like, the top quarter of the cup. So I think probably two and a half cups a day is probably what I'm going through. Wow. But I drink, I do drink a lot of caffeine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And what I researched, what they said is that it, it, Mitigates it if you just take breaks every once in a while. So it's like every five days, take one day off and then keep going, and your body will regulate itself. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. But if you take zero breaks, and I think that's why Ryan's coping so much better because over the course of the last six months, he's probably taken a few breaks here and there when he's not feeling mm. well or just decided to cut it out.
3: Yeah, well, I cut it out like kind of frequently because it'll. It's, like, it's the only, like, substance I, like, have any issues with where, like, <laughs> I have, like, a fraught relationship with Kathy. Like, We've
1: talked about this before specifically. Yeah, cause cause, like, oh, it's going to make me work better and work faster and i yeah. done and do all these things? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, what's wrong with having to come? Right.
3: Like, it's, it's, I just, I totally go through that cycle of, like, I'll cut it out for a while. Like, right now I stopped. I'll probably not have any for, I don't know, a few weeks. And then I'll have it again and I'll be like, oh man, this is like the best ever. It's like one small cup of coffee and I'm like in the zone, feels great. And then it just over time, if I keep it up, I just start to get like burnt out. Like you get to where it's not really doing anything anymore.
1: Yeah.
3: Where like I'm drinking, I'll, I'll have my coffee, like on my like way into work or whatever. And I'm just feel kind of the same.
1: Yeah.
3: And then it'll go from like not doing anything to like, I'll feel like, I'll just feel bad. Like right. I'll just have days where like uh, just like a little anxiety and like light like depression will just kind of like be like pervasive for a while yeah. and I'll be like why
1: is it?" I'm like oh, what the fuck is going it's on probably
3: cuz I'm drinking coffee all the time.
1: I've um, added started adding CBD to my coffee and it's like eliminated all of the yeah? negative side effects of caffeine. Interesting. So like jitters are gone, anxiety is gone, all of that shit just fades away and I'm left with like like the creative buzz and like my like heart rate's not doing anything crazy so I don't know. Yeah. I feel a like long. I've kind of hacked it. If I can get down to one cup a day, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's great advice, man. Go and slowly. You, so you haven't
0: had any caffeine
2: still since Wednesday? Yeah. I started Thursday, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Damn. But I feel so much in? better. Uh, when the leg eggs stop, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
0: what decaf would do, if it would help a little bit.
2: It may, because they always know. say there's a little bit of caffeine there left is. over. Yeah. And that's what he said. You know, he's like, I don't think... I don't think it's helpful to just cut cold turkey at this right. point. If you're in so much pain, yeah. maybe you should have a little coffee. And I was yeah. at this point, I was like, no. Well, I am good for you. Day and a half in. I'm yeah. I am gonna ride stubborn this. stubborn redhead wow. gene. <laughs> Damn, it's crazy.
1: What it's about you, Rag guy? What you got for you? Oh, well
3: it she wisdom? stole mine. It was gonna be the same thing. Oh, oh, you can
1: steal yeah. it. Yeah, right. oh yeah, well yeah, we'll
3: do that. We'll team up on it. Cool. It's uh yeah. I guess the wisdom is like reevaluate your relationship uh, with caffeine. Nice. But um, it's in, you're saying you add, add CBD to it to yeah. kind of like counteract any of those negatives. And, uh, we've been, we got, um, have you heard of L theanine
1: I have heard. Of that's it. another,
3: I, I think that's a common, like, sort of like in like the nootropic community. Oh, really? Uh, it's like a popular one at usually paired with caffeine because it sort of does that I think it's present in tea in, like, small amounts. Okay. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, tea tends to give people a little bit more of, like, a mild caffeine buzz, not that, like, jittery one that you get from, like, coffee. Right. Um, And so it's just, but you can just get straight L-Thanine- um, it's probably cheaper like than capsules. straight up
1: CBD because CBD, is, CBD expensive. is expensive. It is Dude. expensive. Yeah,
3: they have CBD lattes at Gregory's now. Yeah, and I'll get those every now and then, but it's a splurge. It's like seven dollars. But Whoa. if you get the dropper,
1: a hundred bucks will last you like months. Oh yeah, wow. like, yeah. You you can get the dropper at any pharmacy uh, now, and they're like well, very reasonably. Probably
0: priced. any like hipster pharmacy. <laughs>
1: well, no, I mean like yeah, Williamsburg. Okay, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: just got the kind the kind that I have. I think I, I think that was like forty something. And it lasted us for a very long time.
3: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. guy I have one at the office. Everyone uses. Yeah,
3: it. I should get some because I, I also I'm skeptical about how much they're actually putting in the CBD latte at Gregory's. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you chintzy motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like I, just, I don't know. I don't trust them. Yeah, that's fine. You should ask him. I should. Yeah, but I also wonder if the barista behind the counter is even going to know that, like, or how much they're. Well, because they should. probably have a dropper.
0: Yeah. that's probably how they put it in. Right. And like he, I use a half a, a half a dropper. And I think you use He's a, like full a full one. dropper, yeah. 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 So you could say, "Can I have a whole one? Can I have a whole yeah. dropper?" Yeah. Let's go, go all in,
3: and I go yeah. there like every day. I think they like me. I think they would hook me up. I, yeah, I think probably. you're kind
0: enough that you could yeah. you get that. You, you you can make that happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So let's start talking about y'all. Um, so where did you guys meet, and what brought you to New York? a fun question
3: yeah mm-hmm. well we met in college we met we both went to college at Appalachian State University mm-hmm. um, in the mountains of western North Carolina uh, we both grew up in North Carolina before that uh, in Greensboro that's where Julie's from and then I'm from Raleigh so like hour and a half from each other um, but yeah met in college and then um, moved back to Raleigh after we graduated um, and lived there for a couple years. And during that period, we were kind of trying to decide, we knew we wanted to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like that was always the plan. Like Did after Did you guys college. graduate at the same time? No. I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was kind of, that was, uh. Difficult. Yeah, it was. But it was cool. Like in retrospect, it was, it was like a pretty significant challenge to our relationship. Yeah. Like early enough on that once we got through that, it was, I don't know, just one of those things that like galvanizes you as a couple. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Where... Another thing, reason why you guys are our doppelganger <laughs> is because you guys have also been together for so long oh, yeah. and have done long distance. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. definitely a true test. Because yes. I think
3: the way it played out was I graduated in, I did four and a half years. I had an extra semester to do to like get my degree. So I, I graduated in December of 2011 mm-hmm. and then she graduated I think it was just one more semester.
2: Yeah, it was only six months. So okay. you guys definitely are veterans. It long distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long did you guys do long distance? Almost, Three years. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, like, almost. Oh, almost, yeah. Almost, yeah. almost. Yeah. And
3: was there an end in sight the whole time, or was it like up in the uh,
0: air? Well, kind of. Not
3: really. uh,
0: yeah. When I was when I was at Cal State Fullerton. Um, do the hair on them, hair on your mic? Yeah, there's a little
3: hair. It was just like it, it was like when you have like a hair like on your eye eyebrow yeah. or something where it's just like in your. You can kind of see like, it. And, yeah, your,
0: eye, well, your eyes. like looking a little, at you, like, it's like obscuring eyes. like your face
2: perfectly. Uh, Sorry. Anyway, um, so when,
0: yeah, when well, when I was living in um, Southern California, we were a seven hour drive or like a six hour drive from each other. It was kind of like whenever I finished school question mark and then I went to a school in Northern California, oh, um, and it was still when I finished school like we, but we were an hour and a half to two hours drive.
1: But that was towards the end. And towards the, the end, was like yeah. A seven hour drive. But no,
0: there was Oof. never really an end in sight. But we always knew when we would see each other next, or we yeah. tried at least yeah. to have a plan. As well, we'll see each other in two
1: weeks. How did you guys? Whatever. How did you guys go about managing that? For for listeners well, that may be going through, yeah. Long distance. So well, we
3: did. There was an end in sight the whole time. It was very clear. Like okay, yeah. I'm gonna go back to Raleigh now, um, and then you've got one more semester to finish up here. It's about three hours away. That was like the distance. Um, so very doable for like a weekend trip, no problem. Um, and then it was like okay, <laughs> when you graduate, it wasn't totally figured out, but it was sort of it was sort of understood that when she graduated, then we would be able to for sure find a way to be together. Cool. Um, and that was like, I just kept thinking about like if for couples that where it's just like up in the air, like, well, this is just indefinitely, this is what a relationship is. I don't know if I could do that.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Like,
3: That would just be really difficult. Even knowing that you're going to like, oh, we see each other. Like one week in a month, like we've got that. It's like, ah, that's just not. Yeah. yeah. I like. I think both of us
2: are very out of sight, out of mind. And so after about a week, it was really difficult for us to catch each other up on the nuances. So I would say what what helped me in those six months was every time I thought of something I wanted to say, rather than texting it, I would write it down and Mm, keep a note. So that when we had a call at the end of the day, I would have things to talk about. Because if you're texting all day long, it got to the point where it was. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know everything already. Okay, bye. And (laughs) we we kind of grew apart. That's well. That's what a great idea. Yeah, very smart. Some real force. That
3: actually is. That's a good piece of advice. I think for somebody doing long distance. (coughs) Yeah. Is like take those because yeah you get if you just kind of wing it and you just like you get on Skype at the end of the day sometimes you just especially if it's been a long day you just don't have anything. Yeah. You you've lived a whole day worth of little events, but you nothing feels worth sharing at that point. Yeah. But maybe, you know, that morning if it had happened, when it happened to you, yeah, if that person was with you, you would have talked about it. Yeah. Like it would have right. been like something you shared with them. Yeah. And so yeah, I think to kind of jot those things down. Yeah. And and then it's just a jumping off point. And yeah. And then you just start talking and yeah. it's like
2: and yeah. flows naturally. They still yeah. do that when he goes on the road for comedy like he's gone for a week there's so much happening while he's on tour sure
1: yeah Yeah, so so after so you guys did long distance for a while and then you graduated and then how long before you guys made the jump or moved to new york um two years right Mm -hmm. yeah we were in raleigh for two years we moved
3: in with um a old high school friend of mine um and so we we knew we wanted to go somewhere we didn't decide on new york until Probably like one like a year in to that two years that we were in Raleigh, Um, we thought about going to Denver for a while, just because (laughs) we really like the mountains. Like that's where we went to college was in the mountains. Yeah, and 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 Denver actually does have like I was already doing stand up at that point in time, so that was always like a part of the equation. And Denver does have like a pretty good stand up scene. Oh yeah, Hmm. there's like a did not know that. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not New York or Los Angeles, but yeah, it. It was big enough that it wouldn't, it would be at least a lateral move from a place like Raleigh. It's not like I'd be moving to somewhere where it's like, well, I can't, there's nothing there. Yeah. Right, Um, right, And so that was part of the appeal. Um, But then I just, I just, the club in Raleigh that I was working at a lot, I would like host there. And so I got to work with all these like touring comics that would come through like for the weekend to headline. And just in talking to them, they just really kind of pounded it into my head that like, It's New York or it's L.A. Like those are really the places Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you really want to be taken seriously, you kind of have to go to one of those places. Yeah. Um, And I didn't, I mean, L.A. just seemed like too far away and I just wasn't that into it. Yeah. yeah. And I just liked New York more. It just kind of felt more intriguing to me. Yeah. And
0: how did you feel about that? Like were you just like, I want to support comedy and I can find a job anywhere well, or, that was that was
2: definitely interesting. I was worried about finding a job and I knew that moving to New York would be a good career choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I looked at it from that perspective, thinking that we're young and even if we move for a year and move back home, it's not a failure because it's just an adventure yeah. that we went on. And yeah. I put some feelers out there. We kind of mutually decided that we were going to choose New York. I put some feelers out there and then got a job really, really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got skyrocketed here pretty quick.
1: Cool
3: yeah and that was that i was so relieved she got a job so fast because like and that it was like a good job it was like a pretty good step forward in Mm -hmm. her career because i definitely felt like we we'd more or less decided like okay when we're ready to move we're gonna go to denver and then i kind of had to be like uh i think i really gotta go to new york (laughs) also knowing that like new york's a it's not for everybody like it's a really I knew it would be a harder transition probably to move to New York than it would be to like Denver or a lot of Oh yeah, places. And we had a
2: ton of friends in Denver. Granted, his sister lived up here in New York at the time. So we knew the transition yeah. would be easier that the way. Else. But yeah, I just never, ever saw myself here. Yeah. So has been different. So I was
3: just really afraid. I was like, oh my God, what if we end up in New York? And like, it was already a risk for me. Just, just me on my own. Like, yeah. I might not like it. I don't know. And then on top of that, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I was dragging her here. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to feel terrible if we're like six months into New York. She hates it. And she feels like I'm the only reason that she's there. Yeah. So the fact that she at least got the job was like, oh, cool. Now she's. This is exciting for both of us now. Like, yeah. we're both taking like big steps forward together. Yeah, and and we're kind of both in it.
1: But well, it's also I mean, cool to hear you talk about that you cared so much about your partner that you wanted it to be a good move for the both of you. Like I think yeah. that's very like I just think that's a really like a uh, next level boyfriend move. Oh, thanks, man. To be able to, yeah. to I yeah, mean, it's,
3: yeah, but it's not totally a selfless thing either because it's like I, it's not like I can just. Be happy with this like miserable person <laughs> in this like 450 sure. square foot apartment with yeah. me. Mean, like, that's like like yeah. sucks that you're not having a good time. <laughs> I'm loving it. Like it's gonna you know it's if she's yeah if either one of us is miserable it's yeah. gonna it's gonna drag totally. us both down you know yeah right so. for sure.
2: But we're both we both always agree that if one of us wants to do something and the other person's apprehensive, once they buy in, they have to buy in all the way, and they can't say. Oh, you forced me into this. Yes, you I know? love that. Yeah. it's kind of like even totally. though the first year was really rough for me personally, and I think both of us we yeah. was like, okay, well, we kind of saw that this was a possibility. Now we have to help right. each other out yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, I think it was yeah. rougher for me. I would agree. Interesting. Yeah.
2: New
0: York was definitely hard, harder for me the first year. Yeah, you had a rough when, first year. When when we, I told Corey that I this is just something I need to do. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to New York, and we had been long distance. Three years at that time. And I basically said, come with me or we do long distance even longer because this is just something I need to get out of my system. And I knew that he would support me and I knew that we wouldn't break up, but it would suck to do longer distance. But (laughs) and then he decided, yeah, no, I need to come with you. Yeah. And I was Um, super
1: reluctant at first. Really? Yeah. I didn't want to come because I've lived in Long Island playing ice hockey. I played ice hockey out here for a season or two. And I was like, I just, just New York left like a really, Long Island in particular left a very bad taste in my mouth. But uh, once we got here, it was flipped and I was like, I fucking love it here. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now we're in
0: the reverse as yeah. I'm wanting to go back to California and soon. I never want to leave. <laughs> but, so.
1: but that was not never part of our agreement. You yeah. know, so for me to, like, break the agreement and be like, nope, I'm staying. Yeah, like, it was it's always, we'll come either. for a
0: couple of years. Well, we said right. one, two years max. Now, yeah. five years later, wow, we're like, really? one more year, yeah, two more well, years. Sure. That's how it goes. Yeah. When we were yeah. first
3: year, we, like, I was always, that was, like, my favorite question to ask people my first year here was, like, how long have you been here? Like, Yeah. because like, it's such a crazy, like, I don't feel like it's like that in other cities necessarily. No, I don't But, think but so it's either. such a, like. It's like high school almost. It's like, are yeah. you a junior? Are you a senior? What, like how much time you put? Like, <laughs> it's like, and, yeah, totally. yeah, like people that were like five plus years, I would have this like reverence. I'm like, oh, you fucking figured it out. I'm like, you've like, you're doing okay here. Like this yeah. is sustainable for you. Like, wow. Yeah. Cause it, you know, at that point, like it, it wasn't necessarily for me.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um. Oh
1: my
0: gosh, June, you're so cute. He's a little cutie pie. Um,
1: yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about comedy. Uh, comedy. Yeah.
0: How'd you get into comedy? I've
1: um, been doing it a very long time. I've been time. doing it a long time. Uh, I, I go.
3: I say I started in 2010, but that's kind of that's man. sort of an it's almost arbitrary. Like that's I feel like that's when I started like actually writing and performing regularly enough to say that I was like really doing it. But I I mean the first time I ever actually got on stage and did stand up was 2006. Okay. When I was in high school, wow. I did like a high school talent show that I I just and and that, that was that felt like it was years in the making. Like I had all through like middle school been like I like I I just something I knew I had to do.
1: Any like particular person or com- like comedian uh, that inspired you? To, like, do it? Or we were people telling you that you were funny? It
3: was a combination of, I think, all those. (laughs) More the second thing. More, like, people telling you you're funny. Or just, like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, like, a quiet, introverted person, naturally. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, if I was around, like, my friends or my family, I could kind of, you know, just kind of get into that zone where I, like, open up and, like, start getting laughs. And it just felt like the best thing ever.
1: Yeah,
3: and interesting. And so then... And I feel like that was probably... I was probably, like, goofing around as a kid one time... And some adult, maybe like one of them, my, my, my mom or one of my aunts or somebody was like, oh, like you're a comedian. And I was like, what's a comedian? And they're like, oh, it's and then I got to like, I saw comedians like on TV eventually. And I was like, wow, that's like
1: a job.
3: That's a thing people do.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: you can just like, just be an affable, funny person. Like, and that's it. That's your whole thing. Like, that's <laughs> you gotta do? like yeah. You and it just, funny?
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. And it seemed, and I knew I could do that under the right circumstances in front of the right people when I'm in the right mood. And I just was like, Oh, I guess, I guess that doing it in a formal way, like going on stage and doing it is just a matter of learning how to, how to tap into that. uh, Like at will. basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so then, yeah, ever since then I was like, okay, I guess that's like, I'll just try to, to try to figure out how the hell to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching you do Santa for the first time and I don't, watch a lot of stand-up comedy uh and i don't know what it is like normally like if i watch it on television it doesn't really make me laugh and i'm not saying that like i'm some highbrow comedy whatever (laughs) but like i genuinely thought you were fucking hysterical i was like this dude is really really funny and i don't know if it was like the friend bias or if that's a thing but i don't think that was it i was like oh my god he's really funny so it was really cool for me to be like Oh, my friend says he does comedy, but he actually is really <laughs> He's good at really it. Really oh, yeah. funny. not yeah. fucking yeah, chitty. and so that's, that was refreshing for me to hear. Yeah, that. I can and see I have that.
3: really—that's why it's so—it's so there's so much pressure when like people that you know, especially it's almost like the better you know them off stage, the first time they come to see you perform, because you're like, because most people like comedy, it seems so insanely hard, because it is right yeah, it, to like a, a casual observer. That if your friend says they do stand-up it's it's like them telling you like they can like juggle knives or something you're like really like like, that's pretty difficult man like i don't know i have a feeling that you like try to juggle knives and you like stab yourself in the leg sometimes but you go around saying like i'm a knife juggler like and then they're like, they finally show up to watch you juggle knives and it's like all parties involved are very nervous because <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, shit, this might be really gnarly <laughs> great... if they don't know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: And oh, so, that,
3: and especially when I was in, like back when I was in North Carolina and it, it still happens here too, like some if somebody will come to see me on a show and, you know, the talent pool's not that deep in a place like, you know, North Carolina, so... You know, I'd be on a show and there'd be some pretty, like, pretty new comics, some real amateurs that don't really have it figured out yet. And so, you know, some people might come to see me on a show and the first three comedians might kind of bomb pretty hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, I know my friends are out there sweating so hard because they're like, he's probably just going to be par for the course. Like, yeah. everyone so far has been bad, <laughs> but he's just going to go up and be another one of these people. And we're going to have to, like, look him in the eye afterward and, like, yeah. hey, to go, man, like, buddy. yeah, nice work. Um, oh, and then it would go okay. And, and everybody would be like, relieved. yeah, breathe a little um, sigh of relief. Yeah. But I totally sure. get that where it's like, if you're not, if you're not a famous comedian and you tell people you're a comedian, I think there's like immediately skepticism.
1: Right. And I, I,
3: I completely understand. Yeah.
1: But even like listening to you talk in real life, I, I see that like you, you have this kind of, and I'm sure that this like parlays well into your professional life. You have a very interesting way of like seeing this thing, but you come at it you turn it into an orb and then you come at it from like two lasered angles. I'm like, how did you, what? I would have <laughs> never thought about it that way. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I just, it's really cool to like see the manipulation of how you word things in your jokes. And for anyone that hasn't seen him do stand up, it's a real treat. So you should go do it. But uh, yeah, I, I, it seems like juggling knives is a very fair equivalent <laughs> for what you're describing. Cause it just, I think about doing it and I get terrified inside. I'm like, this is crazy. So kudos to you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's That's awesome. Yeah. And like
3: that was like you were asking if there were any comics that like inspired me like when I was younger. And it was like once I once I realized it was something that I sort of I felt like I had some sort of natural knack for enough where I was like, I really got to try this. Like I'll be I'll be really cheating myself if I don't. I mean, I was still just as scared of it as probably anybody else would be. Um, but I started consuming so much stand up. Like I would just watch like, uh, this is like back when I, like when I'd be like on vacation from school, like summer vacation, like during the day, comedy central would just run half hour <laughs> specials. Like I remember like around like from like noon to three, there'd just be like nonstop be like six half hours, like random, like different comics. Yeah. And I would just watch them. Some of them would make me laugh. Some of them wouldn't, but I would just watch the whole time to be like, how are they doing? Like what's it's like a magical power. just trying to like break it down yeah and like understand yeah like and, and you start i started to see the like you know you start to see uh similarities and you start to see formulas sure in it yeah where you're like oh like this they're not just going up there matters. and talking yeah you're like oh no it's like I, a lot of times oh they're like using an analogy there
1: yeah they'll
3: set up a thing and be like could you imagine if you could do that at work and it's like <laughs> and then boom it's like yeah. and so you start to see things like that and you're like oh i see there's some like there's sort of some tools in the toolbox yeah. that these people are using. It's like interesting repeatedly. that you started
1: breaking it down like that. So that actually segues perfect into my next question: Is how did you go from two one two to your current like your current role now? Because I know you're in a creative position, yeah, and you are doing a lot of funny stuff at work. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the transition from yeah yeah CrossFit coach? So
3: this was like, uh, like New York when you first moved to New York, it's like it hazes you. Yeah. It's like you're trying to get into like a cool fraternity, and and it's like fucking run around outside in February with no coat. I like yeah. it's yeah, uh, and it felt like when I got the new job, it was like I finally got into the fraternity. Is what it felt like. like oh wow! Yeah, because um, so I was when I first moved here, I was working at the gym at Two and Two with Alex, and that was probably like for the first eight months that I was here, and trying to do stand-up as much as I could um in addition to that but I was just having to I was having to just work at the gym as much as possible um you know I couldn't say no to like any hours whatsoever um just to make enough to survive and so it felt like I was you know I was kind of frustrated because like I'd moved here to do comedy but then I Mm -hmm. felt like I didn't I was like I have less time to do comedy than I ever (laughs) did before you know like I like I moved here to do comedy and I'm like coaching more than ever. Like what yeah, the fuck? Yeah. And um and, and I was just kind of starting to get run down with that. Um to the point where I even thought I was like man, like it would be so nice to just have like a 9 to 5 job. Some, yeah. that's something I never would have said before we moved here cuz in when I was living in North Carolina, like the coaching thing was like so flexible and like just just the cost of living was so much less. That, yeah. Like you just didn't have I didn't have to do that many hours at the gym to get mm-hmm. by. Um, and so, yeah, I I started more and more thinking about like, man, it'd be really cool if I had like a, and I wasn't even thinking like a creative job. I was like, maybe I should like go to like a temp agency or something. (laughs) Like, like just, I you had,
0: you had no, like on your radar, I could do like a copy. I could be a copywriter or I could work in advertisement or
3: not really. I kind of did. Like I knew those jobs existed, but I didn't have any background in that. Like I was like, I don't have any kind of like, experience with that. Um, and so I I, know, I didn't even know where to begin in terms of, like, breaking into that world. Yeah. Um, and to try to do that would be adding another thing to my plate where it's like, right. okay, now I'm coaching full-time. I'm trying to do stand-up as much as I can in addition to that. And I'm trying to, like, learn how to break into advertising. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to take that on. Yeah, so totally. So it really wasn't on my radar. I just... All I knew is I was getting tired of, uh, of of coaching, just the volume of it that I was doing. Yeah. Um, uh, and so uh, there was a guy at the gym uh, who we all know, Conway, yeah. um, who was at the time he was the chief creative officer at... Um, was he at Saatchi at that point? No, what? he was at, well, it's, now it's EP and Co. It was Erwin yeah. Pinland yeah, at the time. Pimland, that's right. Um, shout out to con
1: williamson yeah
3: definitely um and so yeah con was a member a really really dedicated member at the gym and he knew that i did stand up and we would just every now and then kind of chat about that and he was one of those guys like where you know like this gym's in tribeca and so you had a lot of like high profile clientele mm-hmm. and like early on you know, like somebody like pulled me aside and was like oh, you see that guy and, like talking about con like, yeah he did the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world, like commercials. Like yeah, that was like all advertising him. Legend. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, cool. Like I, I, I like watch Mad Men and shit. So I was into that.
1: <laughs> so I was
3: like, oh man, that's pretty awesome. It's a modern day. Mad yeah. Man. Neat. But I didn't think anything of it.
1: <laughs> neat. Yeah. Neat. That was
3: it. That was all it was to me. I was like, all right, whatever. Neat. Like it's 6am and I've been awake for three hours. Like yeah. I'm not that. I can't be that stoked about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of those like early mornings at the gym, he, uh, it was probably like January or so after we moved here the previous July and he was like, Hey, um, he's like, you ever do any like, uh, like freelance, like writing or anything? And I was just like, yes, to whatever you're getting at here. Yeah. Like, I'll just, like, do it.
1: Yes. And so, well, yeah, sure. he had
3: me do, um, he kind of explained this project to me they were working on. He was like, Hey, if you want to like put some scripts together and send them my way, I'll just, I'll let you know what I think. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. So I, I just wrote some stuff I thought was decent and sent it to him and, and then he was like, oh, yeah, like, why don't you come to the office? We'll talk about it. And uh, one thing led to another. And I think, like, a few weeks after that, I got an email from, from a different person at the, the agency. And he was like, hey, man, like, we're actually looking for a full-time uh, social copywriter. It's awesome. Wow. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes. I, so I, do, I owe it all to Khan. Like, he totally took a chance on me. Totally. Like, I was, yeah. I think he'd read some, like, blog posts I'd written. Like, he knew I did stand-up. He'd never even seen me do stand-up like, mm-hmm. Live or anything, yeah. He just knew I did it, and I guess, I mean, you can you can tell from like watching somebody like as a coach in a gym, like you can tell they're not like a total moron. I yeah. guess, like, so that, yeah. like you know, like I guess yeah. that goes, you know. And it's like, all right, this kid's clearly capable of getting up and getting here at like five in the morning to like yeah. coach people. So like that says something. It wasn't um, that far
1: of a jump for him, probably. I guess not, but it was like, and, and I
3: remember I was like kind of uncomfortable the way that he sort of like got me in there because. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so yeah, I got that email from the, um, the guy who's like the director of the creative resource, basically HR for the creative department at this yeah. agency. He's the one who reached out like, Hey man, I know we had you do some freelance stuff. You, are you interested in a full-time gig? I said, yeah. So he goes, okay, cool. Um, can you just send me like your book so that we, I can like share that with like your, your, <laughs> you know, what who would be your, your future bosses. <laughs> basically. Word document. You I'm that? just like, I was like, oh shit. I was like, I don't know. Like, uh, so I just, I emailed Khan and I was like, Hey man, like you're the one who got me into this mess. Right? <laughs> like, what should I, should I send them like a 10 minute clip of me doing stand up?" Like, <laughs> that's all I have to show for myself. And he, awesome. he goes, dude, just come into the office and we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, let's do, we'll just talk about it. So I come in and I'm, I don't know what he's going I don't know if he's going to be like, Hey man, like, why don't you just take a month and like put together some spec work. Oh, like, I'm like, what is yeah. this going to be? I'm, I'm up for it. Whatever it is. I'm like, let's just like explore this opportunity. But he sits down with me and that that guy who's like the the HR for the creative department, and he's like, hey, um, so yeah, those guys, the those creative directors, like the people I'd actually be like working under, because they wanted to see his book. He's like, um, just tell him he's tell him he's good. <laughs> that was it. He was just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, like, and that, and I'm sitting there like, great, now these guys are gonna hate me. Yeah, now I'm like. It's like I, like I got in on like grata. straight yeah. nepotism. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and so, and and so yes, yeah, so I, I felt like a giant fraud for like the first six months I was there uh, working. Yeah. And then I slowly kind of settled into it and yeah. realized like, oh, no, I actually like I'm, I can, I'm capable of doing this. That's cool.
1: Do me a favor real quick and then I have a question for you. Yeah. Just pull that a little bit closer to your mouth. Oh, yeah. Come You're on. doing great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So after you got the job, how did that affect you guys' relationship? Because you were working at a 9-5, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then your schedules all of a sudden synced up. Mm-hmm. What... Uh relationship wise, how was that for you guys? I'm sure it was amazing, but maybe you can talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I think the first thing I noticed was he in general was happier, uh, just because he was getting more sleep. Yeah. Just the <laughs> schedule was always really off-kilter. And it was also better because he could start doing more stand-up. So the amount of time we got together was a little more Organized, mm. which I am a huge fan of, mm-hmm. and we could start meal planning together. Saying, "This is my plans for the whole week. These are the nights that I'll be off singing. These are the nights that you'll be doing comedy." It was way more organized. It was <laughs> wonderful. Yeah.
1: Very cool.
3: Yeah, I kind of, I definitely I like a routine.
1: Yeah, and humans uh, like routines in general. I uh, yeah, but some people like are better do better off without it. Yeah, That's I true. think I think I I. I say all the time I want to be on a routine, but I don't think I could stick on one to save my life.
0: I've been thinking about that recently because I too say that and feel that way, but I've just been so used to Yeah. This life of never having a routine and I I don't know how I would do.
1: Well it's also like I got a call I got a call on Thursday night to shoot something for Comedy Central on Friday morning at six o'clock. So I was like, all right, yeah well, I guess I, I have to do go to bed early tonight, which is great. But because like, I'm I'm kind of freelance and kind of not, it's like it's been I think I'm thinking, finding out where that lives. But uh, yeah, that's it's, incredible. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool to be able to. I mean, when it's when you're busy, it's great when you're not busy, it's not so great. So there's like that I'm trying to turn my freelance into my permalance. So it's it's been kind of weird to figure out like scheduling balance. but mm-hmm. i am envious of you guys because to come home and go to bed at the same time yeah that's would be awesome, would be awesome. Uh, yeah we've always had very different schedules so when i see or hear stories like that i'm like it can be done can i
2: ask how do you guys do your dinners do you eat out a lot do you just one person no
1: yeah she cooks I... so she cooks everything oh okay i take care of bre- myself for breakfast and that's about it yeah
0: um, i i do meal prep Typically on Sundays. <clears throat> Didn't this Sunday, but. Well,
1: you're like um, a meal prep expert. She oh is, yeah, that's true. So I guess it's kind of in your wheelhouse. Expert,
0: yeah, yes. maybe yeah. not, but wheelhouse, yes, for I sure. I joke
1: I would weigh like 450 pounds if it wasn't for her. Yeah.
0: So, um, I mean, he he eats out more than me. I think I eat out maybe once a week, maybe. Yeah, a lot Um, of my
1: work, too, is, like, meals are kind of included in it. So, like, if I'm mm -hmm. on a set for all day, my breakfast and lunch are taken care of. Yeah, that's true. But But um, we
0: probably together have two or three meals a week together. Yeah. And that's, like, a good... A good week. A good week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We try and do mornings, but oftentimes he... Likes to wake up until like the well, very talk, last minute and then about, bounce out the door. We
1: kind of had a, we had like a discussion the other night and I like realized something about myself is that her at night when she gets home, she can't stop moving. So like she gets home, unpacks all our stuff, does all of her dishes, repreps all of her food, showers, does stuff for the cats, cooks, and then is like in bed, lights out, like here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I come home, I relax, I'm like throwing my feet up. And she in the morning rolls out of bed and she like comes in, she like lights sage she meditates, she has tea, she really takes it like a slow roll into the morning, whereas I wake up and I'm like, boom, I'm like, I should be at the office right now. So (laughs) it's kind of like we're very much opposites. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So we just recently, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've been together 11 years and we're like, I'm just figuring this out. Yeah, Whoa. right. This has yeah. been kind of like this crazy yeah. mind-blowing thing. Yeah. The
0: other yeah, the other day I came home and I knew that there was food that needed to be cooked because it just had to happen. Um and so he I think he were already home and I come in and just start like a storm in the kitchen. And, and then I sit down and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so fucking tired." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you haven't stopped. It's like stopped. sit right. down."
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm stealing conversation it's about to go down i'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town i'm et you can phone me girl you know me only wanna hear a different tone i know somewhere quiet we can